Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark Origins. Ooh, the only podcast with the sack to go back for Zach. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> That's way fucking better. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Origins. This is the only podcast that's got the sack to go back for Zach. <laughs> That's so good. The year. Dial in the year. 2004. It is 2004. <laughs> We're going back. Doodle-doo, doodle-doo. And so the thing is. Yes, man. <laughs> uh, tw- <laughs> 26 years since we watched you go ghosts. I can't. I'm too drunk to do improv. Okay, here oh we go. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Here's here. Let me just introduce this to set the scene, because okay. this is we're talking about the documentary that began the entire career of Zach and Aaron and Nick. This yes. is the independent documentary, the award-winning documentary, Grand Jury Prize for Best Documentary at the New York International Independent Film and Video Festival. Not bad. And the thing is, because this, this is the first outing of Zach and Aaron and Nick all together, I did some digging, and I finally know for sure the origin story of their relationship. Oh, my God. So, I mean, because you've been, we've been coming up with a lot of, we've been coming up with, you know, you've been, you've been touting this, like, they've been in film school, and they were trying to make horror movies, Mm. and they just were like, you know what, fuck this place, we're going to do our own thing. You want, you want to know something funny? What? I'm so fucking right. Yes! <laughs> oh, I could have... Oh, dude. Zach Bagans, he went to high school in Michigan. And that's where he went to film school. He went Whoa. to film school for documentary filmmaking. And then he moved out to Vegas to try and make it. I don't know why he thought Vegas. Well, I think it's because he thought that he wanted to make raw... <laughs> real, real hardcore documentaries mm-hmm. and you can't do that in podunk nowhere you this gotta is true. do that in the city of lights yeah but the thing is uh aaron and nick uh were also friends in college and they were also in a film program and the this is honestly their whole life path started on an absolute roll of the dice how appropriate for vegas Uh. (laughs) zach moved to vegas and in order to make money because he couldn't get work he was a wedding dj and he oh my god he randomly got hired by nick to dj his wedding whoa 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 a co-worker of mine told me that part of why Nick left the whole group was because at Bobby Mackey's, he got possessed by something and it followed him throughout the entire series and ruined his 
marriage and he got a divorce and because of that he was bitter and he left the entire thing really yeah whoa i mean that wouldn't surprise me although so i was doing some digging appropriately (laughs) in the zach bagan's bible for a very brief bible study There is a line at the end of the book in the chapter entitled Haters. Oh, oh shit. Where Zach Bagans goes on for three pages uh, specifically against people who are us. So that's fun. Um, Oh my god. (laughs) He's preemptively firing back. I'm excited. Let's hear it. He beat us to the punch by fifteen five by fucking five years. Uh but so Well he I mean he had he knew. He knew what he was doing was just too fucking important. Yeah, this this is not what I wanted (laughs) this is too real. This is not what I wanted to talk about it, but uh, in that chapter, when he's talking about haters, there is a line where he says, maybe they don't like my hair or the way I speak. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) and you were just reading it in his voice out loud, (laughs) naked in your room. Yeah. (laughs) And they're probably overweight. Gamers. Losers. I know you're heavy. So it might take a couple spirits to pick you up, okay? It could be because Nick left because of possession, but there is a line of venom in here that seems like it's really pointed at Nick without saying his name. On page 260, the first full paragraph in I Am Haunted, Living Life Through the Dead, Zach Bagan says, Old acquaintances, notice... I didn't say friends tried to get things like money or fame or wanted to use my fan base to promote every single thing they did and got mad when I didn't provide them. I worked hard for my success. Why did I owe them anything? Jesus. Yeah, that sounds that sounds Mm, a little bit on the nose, yeah, right? Yeah, because I mean, like, who else, who the fuck else could he possibly be talking about? Yeah. Who, if you look at the history of it, like, he's, that's pointed at Nick for sure. Exactly. Again, and again, you can reference the thank you section of this book and see all the other paranormal investigators who he still thinks are worthy of thanking. The only one yeah. that's not mentioned is fucking Nick. You, you, it's just, you, you boil it down. You just take all the little parts and it points off to Nick. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. acquaintances of mine. Not friends. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Which is crazy because the origin story of this that I learned from these interviews is that fucking Zach DJed this wedding and then Aaron and Nick were already bros from college and they just ended up talking at this wedding and they became friends and Zach, like they were all film nerds. And apparently, which is funny because 
in the introduction of the show, Zach says that this is whole, his whole quest. This is his whole project. But it was fucking Nick's idea. Nick had oh. the idea to get cameras and shit, invest a little bit of money, and go make a documentary in the desert. But whatever. It's oh, Zach's fucking project. Shit. It's all about Zach. That... Oh, man, that adds... I love this origin story. This is so good. Because yeah. it's just so cinematic that, like, he's this... He's he's DJing this wedding, and he's looking... He's, like, DJing, he's, like, turning on some music, and he's looking over, and he sees these two guys, and he's like... <laughs> I like what they've got. It's gonna be mine. <laughs> There's a good energy here. I don't go by feelings, but sometimes you can't ignore them. I really like his bottom bitch, Aaron. <laughs> he looks chubby and malleable. <laughs> he looks like good ghost bait. <laughs> this whole thing about being by yourself is bull. I did a little research myself, and I was like, how young was Zach in this? Uh-huh. Because he looked so young. Yeah. He was 27. Yeah, wow, really? Yeah, he was born in uh, 2000, or in, sorry. <laughs> he was seven. He was born. He was seven. <laughs> he was seven years old. He was born in 1977 on April 5th. Now, hang on, Joel. I'm hanging. I'm My reading. birthday is April 6th, 1987. <gasps> oh, my he God. He is exactly... 10 years and a day older than me. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. I think it's destiny. <laughs> we, we're going to have a, we're going to fight him in the dark and to celebrate, we're going to have a joint birthday party with you and Zach. It is a smorgasbord of evil. It's a good word. Thank you very much, Smorgasbord Nick. Smorgasbord <laughs> Let's get in to the the beginning moments of the very first Ghost Adventures, the beginning of it all, the documentary that eventually was ignored, but then got picked up by sci-fi, and it exploded into the world of the paranormal. This is this is truly the prequel to all of this. This is the Hobbit. <laughs> Well, that's that's not a bad analogy because this their whole shtick set the the foundation for all other paranormal shows. You will not find a paranormal show on television that doesn't fucking copy Zach Bagans. That's his. Yeah, he he is like Tolkien. Every fucking fantasy universe has fucking elves, fucking hobbits. Every paranormal show has bros yelling at ghosts in specific ways and doing what Zach Bagans does. And he was the first one to fucking do it. He was a he was a pioneer. He and he really started the, his journey as a pioneer with the most pretentious way to open up any film documentary <laughs> with poetry. <laughs> Philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson said, It is the secret of the world that all things subsist and do not die, but retire a little from sight and afterwards return again and again. Nothing is dead. People feign themselves dead and endure mock funerals and mournful obituaries. And there they stand, looking out the window, sound and well in some new disguise. This secret must be told to the world 
and they must tell it, because they're not dead. I know this, and I'll prove it. It was so good, though. <laughs> Holy shit. It was like, when that started, and he's like laying into this like Emerson quote. Yeah. I was like, oh, mm, here we go. Like, so fucking ready. Oh, yeah. With and- shots of him like walking wistfully like down uh, like a desert road. Yeah, there. This 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 whole documentary experience, looking at it in the context of somebody's first film out of film school, it really makes it so endearing to me, because yeah. there's so many missteps. And oh, it's so... it, the fucking cameras are trash. The microphones, <laughs> the microphones are the worst. Like they could find. Yeah. Like, it's so... The music is so extra. (laughs) So extra. (laughs) So, so to to that point, we open up on Zach Bagans doing the Emerson quote, and then he gives a little bit of a background of how he roped in his friends, Aaron and Nick, to go on this ghost adventure with him. And for the first few weeks, they're just driving along the mining towns of Nevada in... Zach, I'm assuming it's Zach's Scion XB, the fucking silver square car, which is just perfect. It's the perfect car for Zach. Oh, and you know what? Hang on, though. Yeah. Because you know what's not perfect for Zach? It's the way he's fucking dressed. Ooh. And I'm going to call in the fucking fashion report. We got to bust this wide open. <laughs> Can you get a thermometer real quick? Dude. Look at me, dude. No, 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 no. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. This is Zach pre-goth. This is pre-goth Zach. This is like film school Zach. Was he still, he was in, he was in film school when he was like in his late twenties. He hasn't like talked about it directly. It's like, you have to piece it together from interviews. So the timeline's a bit fuzzy, but I think he went to film school pretty much right after high school. And then he moved to Vegas and he floated around for a while before he met Aaron and Nick oh, to go on the okay. adventure. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Cause I was going to give him a pass and be like, well, he's still in, in film school. And doesn't really know that he's a goth. <laughs> you know, in the last episode, we kind of we were riffing about this whole uh, Red Bone of the Baked Bean Riot ska band, and <laughs> yeah. these boys traveling around the countryside in their Scion XB look like they're not going to pull out ghost adventure equipment from their trunk. They're going to pull out some trombones and some fucking trumpets. Oh. They look like they're ready to play some fucking ska music. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like, oh my god. Nick, Nick with that slick, that slick Nick. The slick Nick look. God damn. Always, always back. Always. No matter how fucking crazy the shit happens, his <laughs> hair is always straight back. He has so much gel in there that in yeah. like he could be in a hurricane and he would come out. He would be dead, but his corpse's hair would still be fucking plastered to his head. And Full, fully back, yeah. 
<laughs> so it's just so funny to see these boys because obviously after this when they got picked up for, by the travel channel or whatever for the official ghost adventures zach sat them down and had a fashion meeting where they got their fucking look on point oh yeah no they're like we need to this needs to be dark dark death we need dark. we need black <laughs> black on black we're all wearing black yeah. uh, uh Aaron you can you can wear a vest of many pockets um <laughs> Nick you got to be slick slick Nicky like slick it back like get it real greasy I'm going to be fucking Zack Trap hair <laughs> Zack Trap um, <laughs> I'm going to go spiky Zack Trap we're going to be scary we're going to be gothic the the funny thing is is like okay Zack's hair immediately is like he he knew about the concept of gel, but he accidentally spiked it not only in the front but also in the back. So it looks like it looks like a weird helmet. Yeah, it looks... it's like a spiky. It's like a helmet made out of hay. Yeah, it looks like a fucking, it looks like it's stiff enough that you could fucking like like launch a tech deck off the top of like the back of his head, like do a sweet kickflip. It looks like the first piece of armor you can create in like a, like a survival <laughs> <Yeah>. game <laughs> yeah. out of like plant fiber. <laughs> I fucking meanwhile, Nick looks just like a dad. Like he looks like he's ready to fucking grill. He's got the floppy big shorts. He's got the loose button up and some like comfortable shoes. He looks like he's ready to grill at the youth league soccer match that Aaron is a coach at. It's suspicious to me how little tattoos Nick has because he looks like he should have tattoos all over his neck. <laughs> like all yeah. the way down, you know? Yeah. He should he 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 to complete the Nick the slick Nick look. He yeah. could he he needs neck tats, but like he doesn't, which means he's a more complicated character than that. Or he just unbuttons his shirt like fucking Red Dragon, and he's just like, look upon it, gaze upon it, do you see? So anyways, speaking of that, <laughs> yeah. people being true. Okay, so so this, like, after he finishes his whole, like, walk down a down a country road doing his pretentious quote. Yeah. He, he gives us a glimpse into the true origins of his hatred and and love of the afterlife and his hunting where he shows us his like shitty old apartment (laughs) yeah in michigan (laughs) after after he uses the most 80s synth music oh yeah what it it sounds like music from fucking hobgoblins like It's the fucking worst. The music in this whole fucking movie is just unreal. I feel like he must have edited this on iTunes and he was only using the plugins available. Do you remember in Mario 64... When you're in the haunted house and you come up to that piano and it's like the first time for many of our generation where you shat your pants from something scary in a video game and this fucking player, this piano goes and opens its giant mouth and it sounded like that. Like that's, that's the level of music going on in a lot of this. 
and I could just see Zach Bagans because you know he fucking edited this. He's there. He's like, yeah, this sounds fucking intense as hell. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds just like Mario 64. <laughs> I got high and played that with Aaron the other day and I was inspired. I often don't like to put that kind of stuff in my body, but Aaron seemed like a down bro, and I knew that I could make him my bitch if I just gave him a little bit. Aaron freaked out a lot, by the way, there. It was, uh, it's pretty gnarly, right? In every episode, he's like, he's like, I had an encounter with a, with a ghost, and something happened, and I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but something bad happened. And you're always like, what happened, Zach? And this, and basically he's just like, every night at 3 a.m., I woke up and there was a woman screaming my name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, Zach. We all know that's what you want people to think, is yeah. that there's a woman screaming your name every night in your shitty apartment. <laughs> that is your personal mythos. Yeah. It's that is that is his character background that he wrote in his Vampire the Masquerade Redemption campaign. <laughs> I felt a voice calling my name from the ether, and at one point I gave in and said yes. Oh my god, my- I can't believe! Oh my god, Vampire the Masquerade. I hunt ghosts, R- hardcore, real, raw. I- I don't tolerate bullies, even though I bully the shit out of most things that I encounter. <laughs> Super effective against Aaron. <laughs> if we don't put a helmet on him, and if we don't rubber band napkins to his fingertips, he hurts himself. My favorite part about this whole fucking apartment thing is they corner the maintenance guy as he's working. It's clear. Yeah. This guy's posture is 1,000%, I don't want to be on camera. Why am yeah. I on camera? And he he does the thing. Zach's trying to get him to talk about the stuff. And the guy is like, yeah, at some point, I did hear that somebody in the penthouse uh, killed herself. And then Zach is like, well, maybe that's the woman who was visiting me. And this guy gives the most dismissive... It could be. Response. <laughs> Please go away. That's I'm done. At, and that hit so deep for me. Oh. Because for two weeks of talking to anti-vaxxers at my job, where they're like, they're putting trackers in the thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, damn, it could be. It's exactly, I know that he does not fucking believe a fucking word that's coming out of Zach's mouth. Because it's the same tone that I use to try and placate these fucking morons. Really? Wow. It's like he watched fucking Ghostbusters and he (laughs) saw the the blowjob scene. Oh and he's God. like, and he's like, like this woman killed herself, and all she wants is my dong. <laughs> well, it's okay. So it's really funny because, uh, obviously, I've dived really deep into the origins and the ephemera of Zach Bagan's universe, and the amount of time Zach Bagan spends talking about and considering like women ghosts fucking him is immense. <laughs> He has he has a fucking album. I'm sorry, what? 
he partnered with a famous DJ to make an album that was half like house music mixed with his live EVP sessions. Oh my god, Joel! I am so fucking excited. Oh, oh, you have oh, no idea. Oh! <laughs> it's called Necrofusion. Oh no. <laughs> that sounds way too fucking illegal. Necrofusion and. Oh uh, no! <laughs> his, uh, his, like, the top track on it is called In My Dungeon. No! <laughs> Necrofusion in my dungeon? This sounds like the worst thing you could type into LimeWire <laughs> fucking ever. Like, this is <laughs> no, such, no. this is some dark, dark web shit. Yeah, this is some dark, dark depths. Uh, this is, this is a perfect recipe for Trap Souls. <laughs> in my dungeon, by the way, the, the audio that Zach brings there. I believe is him talking to a female spirit where he's like saying things like, are you touching me? Are you trying <laughs> like, like all this shit? Oh, this is all in the song. Oh. And I'm sitting down in my dungeon. What are you like doing to me when I sleep? They go to Virginia City, and they start getting some real serious evidence. And the first place they go to is the Silver Queen Hotel, where is this with like the old lady who's yeah. like dressed up? The the number that's not specific enough for this fucking episode, Eric. And you know that there's so <laughs> many old ladies who are dressed up weird. Well, I mean, then this is the origin of yeah. the old lady who takes ghost adventures way too seriously yeah so well the first one at the silver queen they have the the witness uh who's a, a waitress and bartender darlene Dahman, who is an old woman who's made to debase herself in period clothing and she talks to, <laughs> yes she talks to zach about like the woman who in room 11 killed herself and she's like well mm -hmm. she's just a wayward spirit and she's really friendly and then zach takes Zach, fucking oh, umbrage Ooh, he yeah, is mad he is so mad he's like well when i was on the phone with her she <laughs> said this there was something she was hiding because <laughs> when i was on the phone <laughs> she said this spirit was angry and violent he's also flexing his documentarian uh fucking muscles here being like well actually she's not telling us the whole story at room 11 because when I spoke with her on the phone, she stated this female ghost was not friendly, but aggressive. She's just saying what he wants to hear. You know, he's he's probably egging her on on the phone where he's like, he's like, oh, just, oh, how, how, oh, is she violent? Oh, I'm almost there. Is she, she's mean, right? He's a mean spirit. Yeah, oh, God. I like that. I like that. So they, they stay at the Silver Queen Hotel, and basically they get a little bit of evidence. They get like a spooky mist at the door while Nick is in the bed. Zach is sleeping in the bathtub. That's where the lady slit her wrists. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. 
Yeah, Zach, Mr. We Only Taunt the Evil Spirits. Yeah. Fucking full-on mocking. Look at me, ghost. I'm slitting my wrist like a you. Ew, ew, ew. Come and get me, ghost. Look at him slit my wrist just like you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me. Ooh. Do, do, do. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> slitting my wrist like a fucking idiot like you. It's the most. It's so, like, it's so genuinely Zach. Yeah. And it's so, so genuine. It's like, it's not him holding back. Yeah, it's so genuinely He Zach. ain't holding back the Zack. He's not holding back the Zack, and he is so, it's so fucking cringe, too. Yes, yeah, goes, look at me, I'm slitting my wrist like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he does that stupid little fucking voice, little laugh. He's like, <laughs> look at me, fucking cutting my wrist like a coward, like you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid dead bitch. Would you kill yourself? Oh, you were sad? Oh, bleh. Why don't you cut me? Why don't you fucking punch Aaron? Remember, I am not doing this because I have disrespect. It smells like, like horse The next step is they talk to their first real witness, who is Joyce Cole, a descendant of the Donner Party, and they talk to her for an unbearable amount of time because yeah. she has nothing to offer. She has no credentials, and she has the she is just it's the ramblings of an insane person. The thing that you know why you you know that she's fucking just a crazy person saying bullshit is because she says these are true stories in the tone of every single person who's ever been interviewed about their anti-vax beliefs like this is true science <laughs> this is the real this is the real thing this is this is the actual truth do your research yeah yeah do your own research it does go on for a minute i mean to to be fair this this whole thing we're talking about is not an episode of the show. Yeah. It is a full-fledged documentary. It is an over like an hour and a half. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want, going forward our beautiful witches and warlocks, I want you to consider the length of this movie and the fact that it got a feature-length documentary prize at a film festival. The amount of padding that this movie has. The amount of fucking orbs. <laughs> orbs. If you if you cut out all the chaff of this movie... It would be an episode. It would be an it episode. It would be an episode. One yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. It'd be like a yeah, pretty quick episode. <laughs> It'd be a good episode. It'd be a real good episode. They go to their second location, which is the Gold Hills Miner Cabin. Yeah. Which I can't tell if this is the first recorded instance of Zach has to flirt with everything. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. <laughs> You're very beautiful. You're okay. Why don't you like men? I mean, he's not, he's not like laying in too hard, but it's definitely there. I feel like he's trying to put that big Bagans energy on her, but mm, he's big also bag. he's also leaning into the shot in a way where he it seems like he's mad that Aaron isn't pointing the camera at him. <laughs> <laughs> like he definitely comes in from out of frame and like sticks his head in and like kind of like nudges his head back like what are you doing, man? I'm over here. This is. So this is the woman who's like, yeah, they say that they're still mining in there. And yeah. he's like, oh, Mandy. 
They set themselves up. They're going to stay the night in this cabin. And immediately we get one of the first, one of the, the first instances of Aaron seeming to be, at least as, as we start, a lot more of a go-getter on the haunting stuff. Yeah, initially. Initially. They think they hear mining noises and Aaron's like, we got to go now. You can hear him say that. You know, <laughs> the turn from that to how he is at the end of this, not the, the whole thing, but the end of this fucking, yeah. you know, like, is, is such a 180 because he starts out just such a, just a ready to go. Like, he's like, let's get this documentary made, guys, to like shivering mouth open like fish face i think my favorite thing about this whole experience is that aaron inadvertently as a person is the best throw to commercial reaction shot of a sitcom every single time Every face he yeah. makes, every time they get evidence, he like looks directly in the camera, aghast, and it like you could just imagine like a bum 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 commercial break. Yeah, every yeah. fucking time, it's beautiful. They go off to their their uh, second connected location in this area which is the old washoe club which is our second lady who's been made to debase herself in period clothing <laughs> oh my god this poor woman i know she looks like a character in like red dead redemption 2 <laughs> god dude every single re- every single reference i have is for video games i'm realizing that just now like I've been listening to old episodes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I mentioned video games a lot, and and now I'm just, fuck it, this is me, this is my character now. Get those nerds! 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 Uh, yeah, she looks like, she looks like a character in Red Dead Redemption who'd be like, oh, sir, yeah. oh, some man just drove, drove by and he took my purse, can you please help a lady? <laughs> That is exactly her character, and that's what she's supposed to be playing. And which is why you can't really trust anything that these people say because they're also the fucking like hosts for ghost tours, so whatever. But they're they're cosplaying. <laughs> this is where like the evidence gets ramped up to the eleven because the Washoe Club has two abandoned floors. Second and third floor are not accessible to the public and apparently very haunted. And the top floor was called the Millionaires Club where apparently a, right. there was a bunch of reported murders and rapes from the local uh, elite, which makes sense. That's what they do. <laughs> if you don't think that Elon Musk has a bunch of fucking skeletons in his closet. <laughs> the, lo- the local elite. The, the QAnon theories of, of the Old West were pretty quaint and cute. They were like, did you know... That old Mr. Henriksen over there, he fucks babies, and he's getting away with it because he's rich off of that old money. I done heard that Mr. Hendrickson up in that millionaire's club, he's got a prostitute wife, and he's got three children, and he keeps them wrapped up in blankets. 
just to keep him nice and warm so that he can drink their adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. But they go, <laughs> this is where they start really getting evidence because mm, mm-hmm. uh, Zach and Aaron sit down and start recording and they start getting all sorts of feelings. <laughs> About each other. <laughs> they, talk, they talk very specifically about the electricity they feel between each other. And they look into each other's <laughs> eyes. I mean, this is the this is prob- this is is the first moment that, on film, that Zach has isolated Aaron from Nick. Yeah. And he's having his moment where he's like, this is it. Like, I'm, he's going to be mine. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I know this, bro, is true. Are you cold? No. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Man, I'm cold. I'm sweating hot and I'm sitting two inches next to you. But, and this is the second instance where, like, Aaron is obviously gung-ho. He says something. He's like, we've got to go. we got to, like, start recording over there. And then Nick, inadvertently, he's got a camera set up. And we get our first... Big evidence. Full body. Full body apparition. They have the static cam footage of him walking across the room and doing some stuff. And then he leaves. And then they have a fucking ghost walking across the room in almost the same way. And they're able to point at, like, how it crosses certain light sources in the same way that he did. It's actually, like, more scientific than most of their like evidence one of the best bar none full body apparitions i've ever seen on camera even at 360p on a pirated website yeah 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 we watched this on what vimeo we watched somebody uploaded this on vimeo and it's the only thing that i could find it's not streaming anywhere so fuck it like again hey Guess what, everybody out there? If you want people to, like, pay for your shit, make it streaming and available. I would have paid $2 to fucking watch this shit, but fuck you. It's not anywhere. Um, so I did have a question regarding yeah. that because there's a lot of um, camera stabilization going on. Oh, my on. God. Yeah. And, and I thought at first, I was like, oh, is this just, like, a thing that they added just to this like this file so that it's not like flagged mm-hmm. and then as i watched the rest of the episode or the rest of the documentary i was like no this is a conscious effort oh yeah absolutely and it is the fucking fo- like camera stabilization makes me want to vomit <laughs> throughout the entire thing so um in because this is our interstitial episode, this is our treat kind of for ourselves as well as you, our beautiful witches and warlocks. But uh, to celebrate, I did what I did in the first episode of Come Fight Me in the Dark, and I got for one viewing of this rip roaring high on an edible, <laughs> and again. <laughs> on accident i do i i will do i've done edibles multiple times and for some reason every time i do an edible and try to watch ghost adventures i get uncomfortably stoned 
and I got so uncomfortably stoned, I didn't take too many notes, but the motion blur and motion stabilization was so jarring that it made me have a slight panic attack. <laughs> yes. I don't I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache to be honest with you. Yes, it's awful. It's so fucking bad. It's so extreme that when that if you leave it on when a scene cuts it looks like the camera is like ugh, like jogging into place at the uh, every cut yeah and meanwhile it makes like every human movement looks like they're walking they're about to start tripping into like a 1970s music video like their fucking limbs are about to start squiggling outwards and like expand into a a burst of color <laughs> You were high. You were fucking high. I, <laughs> I didn't get any of that shit. That was weird, dude. You, you were missing out on the first fucking instance of a noose. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm in so... Ghost Adventures. So they walk into the back room. This is after they've watched the footage that Nick had. They, they, they've watched it and they are freaking out. Yeah. Right, so he's with he's with Aaron, and they go in the back, and they are freaking out, and they're trying to get EVPs, and they look up, and there's a teeny tiny baby noose, yeah, hanging, which is like clearly someone you know just made a tiny noose and put it up there, and they're like, oh no, oh dude, and like so great to see the the noose make its first appearance. One of my favorite reoccurring characters. <laughs> The fucking noose. So, but then, yeah. but then we also get our. I don't know if you noticed this. Ooh. This is the origin of the shut up, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did see that. Yes, yes, it's our first. It's the f- uh, first shushing. Shup, shup, shup. Yeah, he says shup, shup, shup <laughs> at Aaron, and it's it's like it's a pretty subtle. Entry, entry into uh what 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 would become a, a mainstay. Yeah, after after the news, Zach Bagans is a very special boy. It's his birthday and he's been given the key to the cemetery. And he, he's he's bragging about <laughs> such a special he's boy. He's such a special boy and he's bragging about he's like they lock the cemetery because people try to break in to see the lights and we've been given a key us the key to the whole cemetery i'm a special boy they they go to the cemetery and they they think they see cemetery lights <sighs> again the blair witch influences in this are insane oh it's so it's so heavy it's so clear they, they're in the cemetery together and they're they're chasing lights they keep hearing stuff but it's the middle of desert so who fuck like it coyotes whatever they sit against a wall, and Zach, this is the first instance of running. This is this this mm-hmm. is this is what this is what sets the tone for the rest of Ghost Adventures of their anti-running policy. Because right. Zach feels But but Zach's the first one to of do it. Of course he is. <laughs> hey, whatever happens, do not run. Alright. It's a Zach jump scare. Yeah, because we we know that Zach edited this, right? Yes, one hundred percent. So of course he adds in the fucking music. Mm-hmm. So 
it's Aaron just in, <laughs> it cuts Aaron off. Aaron's like, Aaron goes, you know what we should do is we should probably step away from the, and before he's done, Zach goes, and just gets up and starts running and everyone starts yeah. chasing him and like the music's so loud and just comes in at just way too hard yeah and it's very funny and it comes and not only does the music come in super loud and super hard but they fucking flash in images of dudes in headdresses for some reason what you saw that, right? That they were flashing like Indians in headdresses. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't. Ki- I didn't catch They're that. They're really fast. They're oh really God. fast. But during that running oh scene, they, they had people in full headdresses for some reason because I think Zach's afraid of well. Mm. I won't say that Zach's afraid of the Native Americans, but he knows how to use them for profit. Well, I mean, like you know. One of the oldest spooky things is like it's a native burial ground. Yep. It's an old Indian burial ground, and like that was in fucking poltergeist <laughs> and fucking everything is like oh it's a Native American. Chumash Indians, you understand those words, right? I'm Zach. Tell me your name in here. Talk. What he describes is he feels uh, an arm come and, like, push his shoulder down. And then he gets up and runs. And he's like, the spirits told me it was time to leave. <laughs> and I was like, ah, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, Zach. I think I think, <laughs> I think think they were just sitting for long enough. And Zach was just like, it's time to spaz out. Let's go for the fucking show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm. Uh, Aaron's talking. It's time to run. So they all run off into the cemetery dark. Yes, and they reconvene and they feel confident that they've done what the spirits want. And then they go back to the old miner's cabin, which is right outside <laughs> of a mine where 38 people died in a mine fire. The first thing when they get back, they're a little concerned because a absolute fucking unit is just snooping around with his savage savage mustache game and a i am almost 100 percent sure he is wearing a big dog brand sweatshirt yes no it's you, you are correct i looked at it and i wrote it down it is a big dog shirt <laughs> they interview him for a little bit and he talks about his experience and then they get back and aaron thinks that that is particularly scary which is i think like if you're in the middle of the desert in Vegas in some, like, weird little town, ghosts are the least of your worries. Yeah, it's the the living big dog. <laughs> living big dog, man. Guys. Coming in. Living big dog. He's going to wake up. You're going to wake up. He's going to be in the bed next to you. He's like, I'm just getting some EVPs in here. Is this your bed? Is this where you sleep? Am I standing on your bed right now? But uh, this is where they they left a recorder going, and they get the EVP that ruins Aaron's entire life. <laughs> it's such a good moment. Oh my god! So so they like they they first Zach's sitting on the couch and he does like a whoa like a weird like whoa thing. Yeah. Whoa. 
And then they play this recording that was supposed to be, like they say, they're like, it's supposed to be like two, you know, an hour of, of silence. But instead, we caught this one voice. And they're like, it says, what, what did they think it said? The devil or something? Is it the devil? Yeah, is it the devil? Is it the devil? And you see Aaron take to commercial break. <sighs> oh my God. And that's when they just, that's when they, they, they let out some interesting tea. Yeah. Aaron is deeply religious. He's a good Jesus boy. I had no fucking idea. Well, I think it's because Zach Bagans ruined his religion for him. Here I am in the stairwell. Here I am, dude. Bro. Teaming up with Zach Bagans sent Aaron down what his pastor may have uh, described as a dark path. And then if you look at Aaron now, he looks like a priest from fucking like Levian satanic yeah. church. He's the he's the priest that you get that gets called up for the exorcism and he's like, "Yeah. You know, I haven't talked to God in a long time, bro." Sorry. Me and me and God aren't on good terms. You know, I took a a big step away from God and that inspired my fucking clothing line. <laughs> big step. <laughs> Speaking of big step and threads, so after the yeah. after they get this EVP that spooks Aaron, and this is this is the first shaming of Aaron we get, the public shaming of because not only does, does Zach as the editor include the scene where Zach is like, "Me and Nick are here, all right," and our cameraman, you know, we got to oh, have yeah. you, like, okay, just do, yeah. just dropping him down two levels, not even a person, just cameraman. So, in the narration. As they're returning from this journey, not only does Zach call out Aaron for being scared, but he inserts the clip of Aaron. Like the narration says, it's we got the sense that the spirits wanted to, us to leave, and Aaron was on their side. And Aaron says, he starts talking about it, and he says, Call me the vagina, but I would like to get the fuck out of here. And it's because he's a good religious boy and he doesn't want to say pussy. He, doesn't, he wants to say the anatomical correct. And like, man, after our last, like, second to last episode or whatever, where he, he refused to say gang rape. Yeah. You know, it makes so much sense <laughs> that he would not say the word pussy. But, but like, come being like, Call me a vagina or like that is the fucking that is so much worse. Yeah. That is so silly. Call me a wound. <laughs> you know, call me a fallopian tube or whatever, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be part of this. Call me a vast deference, but I'm getting out of here. Maybe we should get out of here, dude. No, we're not getting out of here. Nice. So then it cuts to, to, to Zach and Nick on the news, right? The before they get to the news, Zach shoots his first shot against Aaron because Zach says this isn't for everyone for some it's too much to handle for Nick and I it was just like an adrenaline rush and soon everyone would feel our excitement 
and some will endure Aaron's fear. While he's talking about how it's not for everyone and it could take a lot out of you, of course he's showing shots of Aaron. <laughs> yeah, with his fish face, with yeah. his ga- gaping mouth, like, yeah. oh. It started right away. Jesus Christ. I mean, it makes me wonder if, like, some, some producer saw the documentary and they were like, okay, listen, like, we're going to give you a show, but we need you to keep this up because <laughs> this is gold. And they're like, what? Like, we can't just keep, like, he's not going to always be a vagina. <laughs> we have to like, we got, we, we, like, we can't just, and they're like, no, 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 no. Beat the boy. Beat the boy. Keep it up. You know, uh, here at uh, at the Travel Channel, we did notice that there was a certain dynamic between you and Nick and Aaron. <laughs> We'd like to keep that up for 10 seasons. Yes. We, in the industry, we have a term for that. Uh, it seems like Aaron is your uh, butt boy. And we would like you to keep up that butt boy relationship as much as possible. No, nah, dude. No, dude. We're not gay, dude. Bro, bro. We're not gay, dude. Bro. No, no, no. At, for, here at Travel Channel, as an executive, the butt boy does not refer to... <laughs> here at Travel At Travel Channel, we don't refer to butt boy in any homosexual or negative connotation term. We just mean your absolute bitch that you take advantage of at all times. So we're using Aaron as bait kind of again. You are staying by yourself up in that attic tonight. With the news. Go in there, touch Aaron. Scratch Aaron's forehead. Okay, physical touch. Men's shower. Aaron, this is a perfect spot for you. Tonight. What? <laughs> so, they go on the fucking news, and it's it's the self-aggrandizement portion of the documentary, where oh, Zach so Bagans is showing all of the news people... Oh. Uh, reacting and he's also wearing like he's wearing like a fucking like black like black blazer and and it's it's like the inklings of like future zach wear Mm -hmm. you know where he's like trying to like ease into his like health god look (laughs) but but man there's a part where where the (laughs) the news person's like they're like Okay, but, like, what do you say to all the people who are like, these guys are crazy? <laughs> and Nick goes, Nick Nick does the, like, oh, ha, ha. And then, it, and then <laughs> Zach gets so fucking mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, visibly mad. And he's like, he's like, huh, yeah, oh, all right, well, uh, let's, let's, like, let's fucking talk about this. Like, okay. After, after Zach gets aggro, because they cut away, they don't let him be aggro on the news. They cut to <laughs> my favorite character of the episode. Because they go for the best analysis of the evidence that they've ever done on Ghost Adventures, to my knowledge. They go to video analysis, Slim Richie. Oh, Slim Richie, who is clearly like a distant cousin of Nick's. Yeah. <laughs> No, I the instant that they said that his name was Slim Richie, here's here's what came to my mind. One, Slim Richie's main income is editing porno films. <laughs> Two, in the Ska universe, the alternate universe of Ska Ghost Adventures, Slim Richie is absolutely in the band. Like the name Slim Richie, it's so good. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Slim Richie is is clearly in the band. Yeah, I just, like, when when he came on with his, like, fucking tie with, like, instruments on it, and, like, yeah, they call me Slim Richie. I just imagine, like, he's, like, introducing the band. It's like, yeah, we've got Slim Richie on the pipes, Aaron Big Steppin' Goodwin on horns. <laughs> we got Spooky Zack and Actual Dad Nick on percussion and Redbone on vocals. Redbone! <laughs> And to, like, Slim Richie's credit, you know, he took a break from, uh, you know, editing whatever porn parody was uh, relevant at the time. Let's see, it's 2004. What came out in 2004? Was Lord of the Rings out? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was editing the Lord of the Rings porn parody, and he took a break (laughs) to analyze this fucking ghost shit. Lord of the Cock Rings? Lord of the Cock Rings! (laughs) you know it has to exist you know that exists i am typing in to a google search on mike lord of the cock rings lord of the cock rings video 2002 oh my god we called it (laughs) (laughs) i guess i know what i'm doing tonight so slim richie validates their shit And that's when we go off to the next section, the real meat of the documentary. We've been talking about this for a while. We're not even into the real meat. Yeah, this is the the first instance of a true lockdown. They get invited to go investigate at the Cecil Hotel, which is apparently a famous paranormal location, which a number of psychics jack off hand motion have said <laughs> exists on ley lines and so there is an a portal to the uh, another dimension in the basement mm-hmm. or whatever uh-huh. and just going back to me being high during one of the times i was watching this mm-hmm. they introduce the, the characters of red of virginia and they go on a quest with Virginia who used to work at the facility and has like a million stories and they let her tell every single fucking story for a total of like eight minutes of screen time. I'm sorry, Joel. I love Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was purgatory for me. That was purgatory. (laughs) It was her stumbling around (laughs) A fucking abandoned hotel being like, well, this is where a ghost said this to me. And this is where a ghost... Joel. Yeah? I I hope you never work in an old folks home. (laughs) Because if you get stoned in an old folks home, you will be in purgatory. This will be the... That will be the... You for eternity listening to stories. I don't know. I honestly... I, I... I really like... Virginia. <laughs> I like her. I think it would be awesome if she was part of the team. <laughs> a permanent uh, member for the call-up? Yes. Can you imagine if like, they, they started the show on Travel Channel and they're all dressed like goth boys and then they have this goth old woman. Yeah. <laughs> they get her like to get a bunch of piercings. She's like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. This sounds like a lot of fun. And I I listen to ACDC 
in the you know a couple of times and it's pretty fun i I would like this image of virginia going just to like show up the youths she just fucking shows up on the first day with like a full-on face tat she goes to like (laughs) the hardest biker tattoo place she can she's like give me the hardest shit you can there stabby steve or whatever the fucking tattoo artist (laughs) is stabby steve that's a terrible name As you, Joel, premonition much. There, Stabby Steve is definitely going to show up on Ghost. <laughs> and how do you feel about the seance scene? Well, I mean, <laughs> most of it is edited, uh, like sped up, and it's and it and it shows all it shows is that Virginia has labored breaths. (laughs) That's all it shows. All it shows is that there are two healthy boys and an elderly woman. Yeah. And she's like, and like in sped up mode, they both look normal. And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) that's all I see. I'm a little out of breath because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Red tells them about a gunslinger. Right. Oh yes. Oh yes. The gunslinger. And then they meet the scary. They 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 meet the scary local. Oh, how could I forget the most terrifying? <laughs> when they cut to him and he's just like bent over into you himself. <laughs> like Zach is like Zach is like, and then we met some locals who were scarier than the ghosts we would encounter. Yeah. I, <laughs> this fucking guy. And he is, I don't, okay, this shot, I don't know if it's the color correction in the edit, but if it's not, this guy's rocking a lot of purple for the middle of the desert, and I'm there for it, you know? Mm. Fucking mm. live, mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Way to go, guy. No, he's like, he, he is like a classic old, like, like deadhead yeah. you know like he did way too much fucking acid and he's like you know just i'll fucking talk about ghosts yeah. like whatever man like yeah, his yeah. father went and fought in world war ii worked really hard got a bunch of money he inherited uh money from his father when his dad killed himself because of ptsd <laughs> and then he threw balloons full of piss <laughs> And everyone coming back from fucking Vietnam. And he lived in the fucking desert. Oh god, <laughs> that's the first. That's the first dark turn this is gonna take, and it's just gonna get darker. <laughs> that is a great recipe for trap souls. Before we move ahead at all, um, I don't know if I need to do another fashion report, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Zach has frosted tips all of a sudden. Oh my god, I didn't notice. Holy shit, are you fucking me? <laughs> you didn't fucking notice that? Oh my god. Dude, he's got suddenly, out of fucking nowhere, dude's got fucking frosted tips. Oh my god, that's beautiful. It was so perfect. <laughs> perfect for his weird ass seance with his uh, acquaintance not friend and virginia <laughs> that is amazing and then wait 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 one more thing about 
one more thing before the seance. Yeah. One more yeah. thing. So, do you remember the tingling fingers bit? This came out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. She's holding her hands in front of Red. <laughs> oh, Red's yeah, holding yeah, her, yeah, His yeah. hands. And they're, like, holding hands, like, away from each other. They're yeah. just, like, keeping their hands, like, like, uh, like magnets that are opposing each other. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, you feel that? You feel the wind? And, and Red's like, Red's like, uh... I suppose I feel. I suppose I feel a little bit of wind, and she's like, "Okay, all right. Well, do you, I'm, I'm. I think you're gonna start. You, you feel that tingling in your hands?" And he goes, "Yeah. Well, like my, 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 my pinky right here is tingling a bit." And it's like, what is the whole point of that entire sequence? Um. I... That made no sense at all. I don't know what they were doing, and clearly his fingers are tingling. He is like eighty nine. <laughs> You're making me fucking cry over here. Um, because <laughs> the thing is, I forgot about that scene until you just mentioned. But I wrote something out about it. Oh my god, I'm fucking like weeping with laughter. Oh my god, it's as a as a former camp counselor. That's the kind of shit you do to an eight-year-old to make them think that magic is real. Spiders yes. crawling up your back, biting you, biting you. Water running down your back. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm cracking an egg on your knee. <laughs> That's the whole part of that shit. It's oh my god, and and Red, bless this boy, this this hardworking man, just trying to fucking do his best with this woman. Like he's like, well, I own the property, so I guess I'm part of this here documentary. And uh, yeah, sure, my my pinky's been tingling since uh, 1974, so I, I yeah, sure, you you got me. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been working with my hands for a long time. It's uh. It's difficult to tell when they're tingling because of, you know, my onset of diabetes. Because we're in a food desert as well as a real desert down here. Sometimes sometimes I'll eat a real sugary carrot and that'll just set it off. So, you know, you don't know. <laughs> so they do their fucking seance and whatever. She says Bobby. She's just listening to some King of the Hill. They take Virginia into the room and she's like, she's like, Elizabeth, honey. I'm here. Can you talk to me, honey? And then they catch this voice that's just like, no. Which, like... And it's so... It's like, man. Jesus Christ. It's a scary no. Like, this is a... It's so scary. It's a scary no. But it also makes me laugh where, like, Elizabeth, she's been left alone. Virginia hasn't been around (laughs) for, like, 20 years. And the Virginia shows back up, and she's like, "Hey, Elizabeth, I'm gonna be coming back a lot." <laughs> and then Elizabeth's like, "Fuck, no, no!" At this exact time during the investigation, we captured this EVP on our digital recorder. We believe it is Elizabeth communicating with Virginia. Listen closely as we enhance the audio from the digital recorder Nick is holding. This is where the movie, like, I really feel like Zach is just trying to drag it out so he can call it a feature-length documentary, because it is 
exhaustingly long for because yeah because they bookend some of the most exciting shit ghost wise ever captured oh yeah like am i am i oh am yeah I, oh, am i like over hyping this like it's fucking nuts. no 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 it's great but it's also very blair witch so like we'll get into that yeah because they they do the seance and then they fucking they get officially locked down this is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. And we have to get into the ghost of Elizabeth because the story of Elizabeth is fucked up, but also kind of silly. Um, yeah, it's weird. So the, 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 the story is that the original owner of the hotel, George Winfield, knocked up a prostitute, got her pregnant in the <clears> 1930s, <throat> and yeah. chained her to the radiator until the baby was born, and then he threw the fucking baby down a mine shaft and starved Elizabeth to death. Yeah. Now, Eric. I know... Especially after the last episode, I have a penchant for perhaps going bad taste routes. <laughs> but don't you think that's a little bit of a convoluted way to get to the end result? So, the whole point here is to, like, make the most compelling origin story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what this sounds like, is like being like, she was chained up, she gave birth while chained up, he killed the baby, and then he let her starve to death chained up. The problem here is, Eric, they, they mentioned that he kept her chained up and just fed her until the baby was born, and then he just chucked the baby in a mine shaft. Like, if you're gonna toss the baby, just toss the woman, right? Like, I'm not a I'm not a businessman, Eric, but that doesn't seem like a sound investment of resources. Well, he was a Christian. <laughs> he was a he was gonna wait till that baby. He wasn't gonna abort the baby. He was gonna no. Wait till that baby he's not an abortionist. World. He's not some damn satanic <laughs> yeah. baby eating Biden voter. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, that is the absolute explanation. He is not a Satanist. He waited till that baby was born in the light of God and then tossed it into a mine shaft. He probably, he probably, probably baptized that baby himself. He baptized the baby and then tossed it in the mine shaft, and that is Trump's 2024 campaign. We're gonna take the baby. Baptize the baby. Toss it down a hole. Dude, no, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't, dude. So, Anyways, fucking this <laughs> goddamn episode. So, the next bit of evidence that they get that's of any... Because they, okay, they get orbs. They get orbs everywhere in this fucking episode. Who the fuck cares about with orbs? Non-fucking-stop. I don't care about orbs. I don't fucking care. I will say, there is one orb that is kind Ooh. of interesting. Is that the one that's like slightly behind no 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 no. fuck that orb fuck that orb that's like light is it the one that caresses his arm yes it moves very 
it does seem to move like if you watch it it does seem to follow the contours of his arm in a very interesting way so just like any woman's fingers would yes because obviously zach is so alpha he's so beautiful every woman ghost has to caress his sweet forearms i'm sorry i just felt something touch me in this area here (laughs) the next thing that they do let's just get because okay the first the the first really big piece of evidence is they get the gunslinger shadow yeah which is a very artistic shot zach films nick's lcd screen and that's also when we get our next uh amazing zach jump scare when he goes damn and it fucking they throw the music in damn Damn! oh you know you know that that is going to be a often used soundbite in Come Fighting oh, Me in the Dark. Oh, I cannot Damn! wait. Damn! <laughs> oh, so oh, fucking good. Oh, it's so good. funny. And, he, and it's just like such a clear jump scare where he yeah. throws the music in where it's like, boom! Oh, yeah. No, it's perfect. And it's, again, like, just like the hand in the uh, psychiatric hospital that they can't name in New Jersey, where it's like, just like, bleh. Like the the, yeah. the the shadow figure at the end of the hallway really does just kind of like peek out, just like, oh, what? Bleh. Yeah, and I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's there. Yeah, it, it could be Aaron in an all black uh, bodysuit, <laughs> but it's certainly there. <laughs> And he is far too religious to lie like that. This is true. Aaron, you can trust Aaron to be an honest good boy because otherwise Jesus would punish him even more than Zach would. Please don't hurt me. I'm not here to be hurt. The rest of this is like a lot of walking around and they are talking about how weird they feel, blah, 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 blah. And then we get the sequence that sets it all off. The fucking brick. Jesus Christ. So so first first like Nick start starts freaking out and we get our first inklings of the like stop stop running. Yeah. Where where Zach is like sit down. <laughs> like he's treating him like a dog. Yeah. He's like sit down. It's it's also a little bit more humble because he's like Come on, man, just sit down. Okay, I'm a little freaked out now. Like, Zach is, like, a little bit more honest about it. That's, yeah, that's where where Zach goes, like, Dude, shut the, like, shut up, dude. Like, oh, I'm freaking out. Like, stop, stop. Uh, don't. Don't. Freaking out. <laughs> and then, and then, imme- then we just go full horror movie sequence. Where yeah. they turn a corner and they look in a room and a brick just lifts off the ground and a and a like a two by four call back. Two yeah, by four a two just comes off the wall and they all scream like they're being killed. Yeah. Just fucking scream and run and it is the most Blair Witch shit 
ever. Because they get, they they run and they get separated. Zach, Zach is desperately calling for for Nick. Nick is somewhere out there, and Zach hears like a child's laugh or something, and he you hear him yell, "Oh come on!" and it cuts. Yes, no. This this is like this is the most Blair Witch sequence because. So he loses, he loses Nick. Yeah. And then immediately it's like him in night vision walking down hallways with doors open. And he's like, Nick, where are you? Where you are can, you? You can hear Nick just yelling in the background. Yeah. Not responsive. Nick, like, yeah. And he's like, oh, gotta get the fuck out of here. Gotta go. And it's like, it's so Blair Witch. That I don't know how much I can trust this sequence. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Because, again, it's like, it's perfectly framed horror. Because, again, like, how do you lose, I mean, like, what, one person, like, is like a fucking Scooby-Doo. Like, one person went left, one person went right, they're coming out of different doors. One person's riding a monster, one person's, like, in a different disguise, they look at each other. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking... Like, let's get out of here! Jaggy, Scoop. Zoinks! Let's see old man Humphreys really is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, they do go full Scooby uh, and Shaggy, and they fucking jump out of the second story fire escape to escape. And it's... But the to their credit, they bring the, the brick footage to, again... Slim Richie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ska band leader Slim Richie on the pipes. Yeah, yeah Slim Richie. He he put, he puts his penis away from editing the pornography that he was doing and he looks at the brick footage and he's like, "Well, you can see on all these different video scopes that it's clearly not manipulated. There's no line." And then they bring it to a physics to a professor, fucking physicist, who I love, by the way. This guy looks like he just stepped off of the Starship Enterprise with that fucking bowl cut he's rocking. Oh, he Beautiful. is such a funny man. And but you know, to their credit, like he's like, well, with a brick that size to lift it up with that much force, like the line would have to be pretty thick and have to be pulled with a lot of force and blah 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 blah. And, and I imagine they cut it right before him being like. That's to say if it's actually a brick. Yeah. Oh, that just... Right? That... Like, like right before him being like, but, like, this totally could have been, like, foam. What do you feel... How do you feel about this brick? Because, again, like, it's pretty cool. It's cool, but the way that the scene ends ruins it for me. Oh, because, yeah, be yeah. Because it ends with, like... Uh, Zach picking up an obvious, like, l like classic horror movie little girl voice. Yes. EVP. And then suddenly his camera is off? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? 
I know, I know. Like, I... Weird, where, where, why would you turn your camera off if that was like your form of light? And then they don't even tell you how they found each other. Yeah. It just cuts off like the fucking Blair Witch Project. Exactly. It's totally a Blair Witch moment. And, you know, it's one of those fucking things where I want very desperately to believe in these boys. I really, really, really do. And this could be the origin stories because, as you'll notice, when they go into their first episode, they have a very strict no-running policy. And it could be (laughs) because of this. They ran. Yeah, probably. And so they, they, they got together after they decided on their fashion motif as a team. Zach Bagans brought the second item on the agenda. It was like, okay, there was a lot of running previously. No running. <laughs> We're not going to be doing that anymore. Do not run from this or other things. No running. And they, I, I don't know. I want it to be real. I really do. Because... You know, Eric, we've watched a lot of Ghost Adventures. We sure have. This one fucking documentary, their first thing that they did, has more compelling, like, legit scary evidence than almost anything else they've ever gotten ever, period. Whoa! You know, we've watched the whole first season. There was no apparitions as convincing as that first one. The most poltergeist activity we saw in the first season is that bear kind of moving around, which is no fucking brick being lifted off the ground and hucked across. Like, that's crazy. And again, I've watched, I have watched at least five seasons of Ghost Adventures recently. They don't get anything this good. And the thing is, like, this this felt to me like whenever you read stories about some dude who bought a fucking metal detector on a whim... And he, on his first fucking adventure, he finds, like, a, a, a cache of Roman gold randomly. And you could just feel the entire metal detector community just heave a collective sigh as all these people have been <laughs> seeking for years. Yes. Yes. Totally. I could imagine the paranormal investigation community just like watching this documentary these fucking rank amateurs these goddamn bros going out and they get some of the most compelling and most talked about evidence of the paranormal in decades and they've got their like libraries of studies that they no one takes seriously and they're just like fuck alright well at least this is the last we'll see of those boys (laughs) And little do they know. So they thought. (laughs) You don't like us being locked in here, do you? Well, guess what? We're not going anywhere. They analyze the EVPs from that scene. And like, apparently, the the one that Nick picks up just sounds like someone's spitting. (laughs) And and like, someone's like, yeah, and it says the word Nick. And it just sounds like someone going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, but then the one that, that Zach picks up is really creepy. Yeah. It's like a little girl's voice, like being like, and like, that's fucking scary. But also the fact that like his camera shuts off right then and there is 
very suspect to me. Yeah. After he yells, oh, come on, which makes me Yeah, laugh. yeah. Oh, come on! Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you come doing? Come on! Oh. And then they show all the footage to Virginia. Yeah, which takes about a thousand years. It takes... Uh, <laughs> easily, easily yeah. a thousand years. A thousand years of some of the most intense and annoying camera stabilization <laughs> unnecessarily applied yeah. to a scene of a woman, an old woman sitting and looking at a computer screen. With her expression barely changing. And then we get to live through the whole experience again as they bring the owner to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. And they only show them the edited footage. Yeah, of which course. I thought was suspect as fuck. Oh, of course it's suspect. They're, they're, they don't show them the raw footage. They show them they're edited with music yeah. sequences. So, like, she's watching this and she's like, oh, that's giving me chills. Well, it's fucking, it's got music. It's got scary music playing. Yeah, it is, it is, it is edited with the intent of giving you chills, which is why this won a award at the New York Independent <laughs> Film Festival and Video Festival. And that's why he Zach made Bagans, it. They made it. That's why Zach Bagans has to show both Virginia and the owner so he can get to the hour 20 mark and be considered an actual fucking movie and not a short. Exactly. And, and that's and and that's when he decides to end the whole thing with <laughs> the most epic ending monologue oh it is like it is beautiful it is a nearly religious experience (laughs) yeah and and it's him like doing his sort of like his final poetic breakdown of like what is life what is death and then it cuts to him like walking down that same road, but he like he disappears because they figured out how to yeah. <laughs> they figured out how to make how them. to like like blend layers and stuff. Yeah, it's very funny. And then and then they're like they're like, but it's not quite over yet. And that's and it oh oh it cuts to so it cuts to this. Vegas, you know, local news channel who showed their stuff, right? Yeah. And they decide to do it themselves and they go with Mark and Debbie. Our favorite murdered guests on the show. Dude, I didn't even know it was them until the very end. And I was like, wait a minute. That's fucking Debbie. And then the minute I said, that's Debbie, that's when she goes, Mark, I picked up the thing. I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 run no, away. no. Run away, goth mommy. Just run away. It's Mark and Debbie. Get the fuck away from Mark. It's so weird. And again, like they don't know each other yet. This is this is the beginning of the relationship of the Constantinos and the Ghost Adventure crew. And. God bless it, Debbie. When I saw that, that's like the weirdest twist for us. At the time, who cares? No one knew. But for us, now, in 2021, watching this for the first time, seeing Debbie and Mark in the very first Ghost Adventures thing, it's like, oh my God. 
that's why this is this is our uh, the Hobbit. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my god, that's Gandalf. This isn't even the fucking Hobbit at this point. This is the fucking <sighs> Cimmerillion. This is the world building. <laughs> yeah. No! That's where it ends the whole thing and and begins the whole thing. It is the Alpha and Omega of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And Unreal. honestly, the whole thing, like, I loved it start to finish because I felt so seen as as a shitty, like, wannabe filmmaker in my early 20s. I have a lot of appreciation for Zach with obviously limited talent going out that sounded so mean oh my god (laughs) well like think about it like you and i graduated high school like a year to two years after this absolutely this was like the height of gorilla uh fucking like spooky filmmaking which is something i so wish i could have done i have to say rating wise like as as a film it's a nightmare of amateur bullshit that yes makes horribly terrible that makes me so happy every little part of it makes me happy again it's his first film out of film school i love it the evidence fucking killer bar none like it's amazing it's so fucking interesting and of course this show got legs because of it yeah no this is this is what what they showed to people to get money to make this happen yeah and thank god that they did because now we could be official haters and fucking now we get to be part of the whole story and hopefully we get to be main characters Hopefully not in the way where we do a murder-suicide with each other, like Debbie and Mark. <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully we go more the Billy Tully route. Zach, when Zach hears this shit, he's gonna be so mad! Those were his friends, I Joel! Know, he's, he is not gonna like me, specifically. Uh. <laughs> no, he's gonna hate me more because I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, li- I'm, I'm the talent. You <laughs> You're know? the talent. Uh, you're you're the brains and i'm the talent oh yes yeah <laughs> um, you've got yeah, the charisma yeah, yeah. you saunter in there you're gonna be draped in in yeah. silver jewels and black yeah i'm like i don't do any research yeah. i just kind of like i just watch what i watch are you are you trying to suggest yeah. that of the relationship you are uh zach bagans and i am perhaps nick and or aaron because i'm the fucking equipment tech no 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 no, I'm the ghosts. Yours. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so speaking of Zach and speaking of our relationship to him and our ultimate quest, in this interstitial episode, I feel like it's time to challenge Zach Bagus to come fight us in the dark. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. (laughs) Eric, what do you think is your stipulation coming into this? I'm going to put you on the spot first. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you know what? Joel, it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. to me. All right. 
Zach and I battle for two hours. <laughs> yeah. We begin the fight at 11 p.m. April 5th. Oh. <laughs> and we end the fight at 1 a.m. April 6th. <laughs> and our combined birthday powers <laughs> will create such an immense battle. And because it is, it's going to be the old blood versus the new. Yeah. It's going to be wisdom versus strength, age versus vigor, <laughs> power versus ambition. It's going to be the student versus the teacher. That's, that is fucking beautiful. <laughs> that is, um, I, I, I know, I, I know, I, I, I had to prepare myself so I didn't cry. <laughs> Well, you know, I had a thing, but the only thing that I can think of now is that once that time is reached, I just have to wheel out a big old cake where a bunch of six foot three plus women get to sit on it for you and Zach. <laughs> okay. All right. Joel, I'm not saying I'm not into it. <laughs> of course you're into it. But what does that have to do with this? Because I, you know, we both offer challenges. I have a challenge I want to do, but what you just said was like the perfect challenge. And I just want to celebrate it. <laughs> I want to bring joy. You want to give me a boner. <laughs> you want to give me and Zach a boner for our birthday. Well, yes. Well, wait, no. That's really sweet. Uh, we we have established that we'll not give Zach a boner because he will just be afraid of those giant women. Oh no, he will be he will get a scare boner. And do you think he's also afraid of cake with his physique? I mean, he's he's not into it, clearly. He's not going to be eating so cake. So really this is just kind of a slap in the face as he is as he is wow. like down on the ground as you have bested him suddenly Two Amazonian women wheel in a cake and start sitting on it in front of him. And then he does his, no! No! <laughs> and that's where that fucking EVP comes from. That girl voice going, oh, it's actually just the one, one Amazonian girl turning to the other going like, oh, you have cake on your pussy. And she goes, no, call it a vagina. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's the way to... That's it. That's it. That's the challenge. That's, that's, that's glorious. It. It's fucking... Come and get us, fucking... Come and get us, Zach. What you do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. I can't fucking help... I can't... I can't yeah. wrap my head around all of the revelations. I can't believe we were right about them being a bunch of film school fucking nerds. I can't believe that we made a bunch of jokes about them being in a ska band in the last episode and they fucking showed up in this episode looking like they're ready to play fucking ska. I can't believe it's just... Dude, Debbie and Mark show up fucking like the 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 chastising of Aaron starts so early. It's, the, it's almost as though Zach Bagans is a dungeon master and we are all just playing in his campaign. He has all of the quests and all of the characters written out and he is just making us dance to the tune of his dice. 
Well, I guess that. I guess oh we'll God. end on that note. <laughs> That's great. Um. All right. That's great, Joel. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joel. Thanks for all of this, and uh, and I'll see you in season two. I love you, I love you too, buddy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it, please follow us on Twitter, at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron, to Aaron, spelled A-A-R-O-N, is a bottom biatch, B-I-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review, like us, give us some five stars. It helps promote the show. If you want to share it around, show your friends, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We love you. Have a good night.